This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, from verse 1 to 18. When you come to a university town, you have to be very careful about um, how you preach. Um, but I trust that the Holy Spirit will help me. First Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. I, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Why don't you just look at someone and say, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in the heaven for us, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed In the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice. Though now for a season. If it be. You are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith. Being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire. Might be found unto the praise and the honor. And the glory. At the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love. In whom, though, now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with unspeakable joy and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of our souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what, or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Jesus Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them, which have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which things... The angels desire to look into. That filled me with such awe that the things that we see, the things that we hear today are the things that angels inquired to look into. They are the things that prophets inquired to look into. They wish that they could have a glimpse of what we are enjoying at this particular point in time. And it fills me with great joy that our eyes can see the things that we see. And I pray that your eyes will see the goodness of God 
in the name of Jesus. And the last part. Wherefore, guide up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the formulas in your ignorance, but as he who hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in Jesus' name. Now, that segment of scripture, I divided into three parts. The first part, which is uh, uh, the first five verses uh, of First Peter 1, uh, 1 to 5, uh, as our inheritance, the inheritance which we have in Jesus Christ, an inheritance that is incorruptible, the inheritance that cannot be bought with money, the inheritance that nobody can take away from you. The second part from verse 6 uh, to verse 12 about the reality of the present times. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that you know, somebody is going through something. Uh, people are going through stuff. Uh, I'm going through something. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that whatever it is that you are going through, at this particular point in time, the Almighty God will take you through. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will not just stay in the rot in Jesus' name. And the fact that his reason gives us the guarantee that whatever it is that seeks to drag you down, the almighty God will take you out of it and will lift you up in Jesus' name. That when men say that there shall be a casting down, for you there shall be a lifting up in the mighty name of Jesus. It tells me something that the reality of your presence circumstance or situation cannot countermand the inheritance that you have in Jesus Christ. That the Lord has said to you, he says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. Why don't you look at somebody and say, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It does not matter what you're going through, it shall be well with you. It does not matter what the bookmakers have said, it shall be well with you. Now, I don't want to bring politics or sports into this. Tiger Woods is not um, um, a Christian by a long shot. Uh, we're praying for the salvation of his soul, and I pray that he will get saved. Uh, but somebody said, you know, in, in, in the conversation, that he said something several years ago, that Tiger Woods was somebody who went so low, the lowest that anybody can go. And he was the one, he said, I hold my hands up to say that he would never rise again. But I am saying that now he has risen. But we serve a God that is bigger than the God of Tiger Woods. Amen. If he can rise up, your God will rise you higher. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first is our inheritance. The second part is the present. 
what you are going through at this particular point in time. And the third is a charge for you. It's a charge for you. It's a charge for me. That at the you know at this time when we are celebrating you know the risen King, when we are celebrating the fact that He has risen, that you know the grave is empty. There is a charge for you and I. There is a charge for you and I uh, to be who He has called us to be. For the reality uh, to be seen in everyone. Pastor has said that we are going out. You know, to, 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 to minister to people, to show that we have a God who is alive. Uh, the reality is that the charge for us is that irrespective of whatever we are going through, people must still see in us that First Peter 2, 9 to 10 is real in our lives. That ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Let somebody say peculiar. Look at somebody and say, you are peculiar. peculiar. Amen. Because you have to be peculiar to be in a situation and still be rejoicing in that situation. Amen. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God because of the blood. Amen. Because of the blood, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So the question that I want to ask myself, that uh, you want to ask yourself, is what should be our attitude uh, in this situation with the reality that we have an incorruptible, uh, uh, an incorruptible inheritance in Christ Jesus? What should be our attitude? What should be our disposition? Uh, our attitude and our disposition should be, as the scripture has said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. Number one, our disposition and our attitude should be that of a new creature. Amen. Because the Bible says that God is able to make all things concerning you new. The Bible says in verse 17 that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Tell somebody, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. I'm a brand new man. The second attitude should be that he has called us to a ministry of reconciliation. In verse 18, the Bible tells us of, of 2 Corinthians, the Bible tells us that all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. When we go out to show the light that is inside us, we are, we are ministering in the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling men unto Christ. The Bible says, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And I pray that the word of reconciliation will be in your mouth, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you act, as you move, as you live, you will be a reconciler in the mighty name of Jesus. The third thing that should be our attitude, that should be on our mind, is the fact that we are ambassadors. And as ambassadors, we don't worry about what happens to us because our nation state is in charge of us. And Jesus Christ is our nation state. Amen. is our head of state. He will ensure that everything concerning you works according to plan. Verse 20 says, now then, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead that you be reconciled unto God because we are ambassadors. And our fourth attitude is that we are precious in the sight of God. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever situation comes your way, you need to have the assurance within you that I'm precious in the sight of God. Tell somebody I'm precious. I'm precious in the sight of the Almighty God. Verse 21 tells us that, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus Christ, he came, he saw, he conquered, yet without sin. Sin could not glue itself unto him. It could not stick unto him. So, and he came and he knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also, that you receive not the grace of God in vain. And I pray that none of us will receive the grace of God in vain in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this should be our attitude. And the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency and the power may be of God. Tell somebody you have a treasure. You have a treasure in earthen vessel. That the excellency and the power may be of God. So which means that whatever it is that you do, it is not you who does it, but Christ that does it through you. Amen. So the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, we are not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our body. That's our attitude. Amen. So even though you might be persecuted, you're not forsaken. Even though you may be cast down, but you will not be destroyed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ because you are bearing in your body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if the Lord Jesus Christ, if the one, you know, that, that, that empowered Jesus Christ, the one, the spirit that was in Christ. If, he, if the spirit is in you, the spirit that's in Christ also, the Bible says, will quicken your mortal bodies. Amen. Will quicken your mortal bodies. And your body, mortal body shall be quickened in Jesus' name. So the first is our attitude. The second is our desire. What is our desire? Knowing that we have this incorruptible inheritance. Our desire or our delight Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is, and is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So what should be my attitude? What, what should be my desire or my delight? Number one, that I may please him. 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 And the only way we can please him is by faith. Amen. The only way we can please him is by faith. We won't please him by the things that we do. We please him by faith in our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. The second is that, that I will abide in my calling. Abide in him and abide in my calling. Because you have a holy calling. The Bible says you have a holy calling. Tell somebody, you have a holy calling. It doesn't matter how old you are, you have a calling. There's a calling of God upon your life. Amen. 
and, and there is somebody here that God wants you to hear this. Maybe you think that God has forsaken you. He has, he has, he has passed you over. He says he has not forsaken you. He has not passed you over. You have a calling. There is still a calling of God upon your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19 to 20 says, Circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing. But the keeping of the commandments of the Lord. Let every man abide in the same calling wherewith he was called. Look at somebody and say, abide in your calling. Don't chase my calling. Amen. Don't say that sister is, you know, is beautiful. The sister that ministered, you know, in song today was so fantastic. No, I'm gonna, just going to chase that calling. I'm just going to make sure that the next year, um, uh, Easter service, I'm going to be the one that will be, you know, the show. You know, Christianity is not about show. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not about show. Abide in your calling. Tell somebody, abide in your calling. You have your own calling. So, the first that I might please him, the second that I might abide in him and abide in my calling, and the third that he will use me. Amen. That he will use me. No matter how anointed you are, if the Lord will not use you, that anointing is a waste. And I pray that your anointing will not be wasted in the mighty name of Jesus. So the anointing that you will use, that you're supposed to use to raise the dead, you will not be using it to roast potatoes in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31 says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the best things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen, yeah. All the things that are not will bring to naught the things that are. The one that he chooses to stand on the pulpit of minister are not the most eloquent. They're not the most gifted with words. But he just chose them. He says, I will choose whoever I will choose. I will use whoever I will use. I will have mercy upon who I will have mercy. I will have compassion upon who I will have compassion. Look at somebody and say, the Lord will have mercy upon you. The Lord will have compassion upon you. And he has done this, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And I pray that your glory will be in the Lord. Amen. I said, I pray that your glory will be in the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the third thing. Our discipline. What should be our discipline? The first, our attitude. The second, our desire. The third, our discipline. What should be our discipline? Particularly on this Sunday morning. When we remember that the grave is empty. What should be your discipline? What should be my discipline? 
There are just two things. One is that irrespective of whatever you are going through, you need to press on. Tell somebody, press on. Press on. Press on. First Corinthians 16.9 says, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. So irrespective of the adversaries that come against you, you need to press on. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That has to be my discipline number one, that I press on. It's not about a PhD. It's not about a Lamborghini. It's not about oil and gas. It's not about being a billionaire. It's about pressing on to what he has called you to do. It's about Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing being added unto you. Getting rid of the irrelevances. And concentrating on that which God wants you to concentrate on. I believe God is speaking to somebody. Tell somebody, press on. Tell somebody, press on. Tell somebody, press on. You see, when we see his face, we are not going to have an excuse. You're not going to say, it was sister so-and-so who prevented you from fulfilling that glorious calling which God has called you to do. And I pray that you will not allow Sister X or Sister Y or Brother X or Brother Y from preventing you. You will not allow them to prevent you um, from fulfilling your calling in Jesus' mighty name. The second thing, which must be our discipline, is that in all that we do, that the name of the Lord may be glorified in us. Whatever it is that we do, if there is no glory on it, then it has not fulfilled its purpose. Whatever it is that we do, if it is the glory of man that is seen, the Bible says that the glory of man will fade away. The glory of grass will fade away. The glory of the butterfly will fade away. But the glory of God abides. And I pray that the glory of God will abide in you. The glory of God will abide on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Wherefore also, we pray always for you that our God will count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Did somebody say amen to that? Amen. I read it again. Wherefore, we pray also for you always that our God will count you worthy of this calling that God will count you worthy of the calling that he has called you in the mighty name of Jesus. Remembering that many are called, but few are chosen. It is those who respond that are chosen. Amen. And you will fulfill your calling in Jesus' name. And you will fulfill the good pleasure of his will in Jesus' name. That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Just bow our heads to pray. Speak to God. Thank him.
for this incorruptible inheritance that he has given unto you. Thank him for his goodness and his mercy upon your life. Thank him for his faithfulness over you and over your family. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. Thank him for watching over you. For watching over you. He's faithful. He's faithful to keep those who put their trust in him. Thank him. Thank him. Give him thanks and give him praise. Ask him to help you. For grace. Ask for grace to fulfill your calling. To fulfill your calling in Christ. That is purpose for your emancipation. It's purpose for your deliverance. It's purpose for your salvation. It's purpose for your sanctification. It's purpose for your edification might be made manifest in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. pray that the almighty God will help you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Help me, O Lord. On this resurrection morning, help me to present my body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God being my reasonable service. Help me, almighty God, that I will not conform myself to this world. But I will be renewed by your word. I will be renewed in my mind. I will be renewed in my spirit. And the renewal will lead to transformation for me. That I may prove what is that good and what is that acceptable and perfect will of God. That the name of the Lord might be glorified in my life. That the power of God might be manifest in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father Lord, we just want to thank you. Just want to praise you. Lord, we're filled with so much appreciation and gratitude for all that you have done for us. We thank you for saving our soul. We thank you for this incorruptible inheritance which we have in you. We pray, O God, that you help us to stay faithful to the call that you have called us, Lord. Lord, the mind of Christ will be in us. And the power of Christ will manifest through us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.
Father, we thank you. We just thank the Lord for his servant that he has used to send this wonderful word unto us. Father, we thank you for your son. We lift him up before you as we just appreciate you for your gifting upon his life. Father, we are so grateful for what you've done for us, giving us an incorruptible crown. Father, we pray that, O oh Lord, this crown you have given him, guard it, O oh Lord, Father. Cause him that indeed the crown shall be cherished in his life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, all that is required to guard it to the very end, release upon him in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray you continue to beautify his life. May your hand never leave him in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise God. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.